Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Before we get started today, I wanted to bring on a close, dear friend of the podcast. It's been four years since we spoke. You were one of my first guests on the Spent the Rent podcast. Santa, are you there? Oh, Patrick, is that you? Santa, I wanted to bring you back on. It's that time of the year again. You're going to be bringing joy to the residents of Lane County at the Valley River Center starting on November 19th. So this last year has been extremely challenging, and I'm hearing that there's a supply chain issue. Is that going to affect what's happening coming from the North Pole? Well, thank goodness I have several thousands of elves that are helping out with FedEx and USPS and and all all the different uh, extra people that are helping me out. Oh my goodness, if it weren't for those elves, I don't know what I would do. But we're backlogged, but we'll try to make it work. So yeah, November 19th, you'll be back at the Valley River Center. How many years has it been now that you'll be uh, at Valley River? Oh my goodness, I've been doing that for 10 years now and hopefully it'll keep on going that I can stop by. Santa, it's awesome to catch up with you and you have a happy holiday. Okay, thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, you you keep being on that good list, buddy. Now, hey, those back molars still need brushing, buddy. <laughs> That's a fact. Merry Christmas, Santa. Merry Christmas to you, too. (laughs) Welcome to the Spent the Rent podcast. I am your host. Patty Rose. My guest today is the co-owner of Hybrid Real Estate. Him and his wife are the co-owners of Hybrid Real Estate. This is Brian Randstad. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So this is really cool. I work at the Dudley's Campus Barbershop, which is basically we're a couple doors down from uh, the Alder House. And we're going to talk today about what the Alder House is. This is a longstanding property in our area. And hybrid real estate is one of the more successful uh, property man- or, uh, uh, real estate agencies in in Lane County. And so this is a really exciting thing. And it's, it's something that I think uh, fills a void in Lane County. Housing is obviously n- the number one issue. And this house has been here since 1905. And you guys acquired it. And then working with Looking Glass are turning it into transitional housing. So that's what we're here today to talk about. I want to give a shout out to your wife, Kelly. This is a, a joint effort for you two. And, and I know that she is very passionate about this. Uh, J.R. Ewing is a, is a close friend of mine. He works with you with Hybrid. And he said that, she, that she's very passionate. So I think the, the, the podcast is easier if it's one-on-one. But sure. uh, this is definitely a joint effort. So I want to give a shout out to her. So let's talk about the Alder House, how this project came to be. And, and why is it that you kind of saw this property? It's a nine unit converted house into different apartments and why you saw this as a good opportunity for transitional housing. 
Absolutely. You know, it uh, really came out of my wife, Kelly, Kelly's uh, efforts. She was having a little bit of a crisis in terms of what it was that she wanted to do. She wanted to have more meaning, more impact on our community. Uh, that's something that we, you know, really kind of believe in and think is really important for everyone. And so she went out and joined LES, which is a local leadership group. It's called Leadership Eugene Springfield, where they kind of teach you the top 20 biggest problems in our, in our area. And you tour lots of different things. You find out what the policy problems are, all those different things. And what she uncovered was uh, this demographic, 16 to 21 year old males is the least served group of people in our area. And so she wanted to, that's what she identified as, as being the problem that she wanted to, to, to work with. And then that led us to, you know, doing housing because that's what we're good at, of course, because we're, we're real estate people. And then she also through that, she found Looking Glass, which is a very vertically structured um, social services for, for counseling, education, and really just helping these teens to uh, get on to the next thing and try to, you know, get through the drug uh, situation or, or alcohol or whatever that might may be, uh, deal with uh, what they've gone through, uh, and then you know, be able to kind of graduate and become a part of society and 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 continue to move forward. And so, they were a perfect partner for us. We're really excited about it. And, uh, you know, this is probably a two or three year project that's finally come together, finally identified a property that would work. And then here we are. Yeah, I think the location is is perfect for this because it's not an overly residential area. And this house, it's funny because J.R. Ewing and uh, his brother lived on the top floor at one point. And there was one point where I was going to rent a room from it because they were affordable because let's be honest, it was pretty run down you know, before, and it's an old standing historic building. I mean, it's 1905, you know, that it's been there, but it's, it's really, you guys have done an, a beautiful job. I work right next door, like I said, so being able to see the progress and seeing the construction on it, on the uh, renovation, it looks fantastic. And thank you. Yeah. It's uh, you know, all new windows, new doors, new siding, new roof, new gutters. It's getting there. It's uh, it did need some help for yeah. sure. But, uh, and the inside, you know, that's actually where that it really is amazing. Our hybrid agents, they stepped up, they furnished all the apartments, they, you know, gathered all the, the different furnishings, reached out to people, people, you know, donated money or furnishings and, you know, everything down to silverware and pots and pans and wow. even food uh, so that when, you know, these people move in, it really feels like home. That was the goal. And they, it was incredible. It, it, it absolutely was so much more than Kelly and my expectations. I've been familiar with that property for a while being in that area. And in it's, it's been kind of a, a transitional house before, but without the structure, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't a structured uh, transitional housing, like what you guys are doing with looking glass and hybrid, but it was a lot of times people, I mean, I remember there was a couple that was living there that did not live there long, that they would be fighting on the front porch. So it's nice to see some structure put into it. And so, so there is also an on-site uh, kind of host. What, what, what would you call it? Is it a house mom or, you know, there's somebody that lives on site. Can you talk about that? Yeah. You know, a house mom, I think is a great term or a house manager, but it's someone from looking glass that is on site. 
And so they can, you know, deal with issues that may arise, any incidents that may be happening. Um, you know, we are, we're, it, that, that makes the whole project really a lot easier, of course, because uh, when you think about putting a bunch of kids together with no supervision, that doesn't seem like maybe that's the best idea. But having a house manager uh, that is trained in social services and de-escalation and all those different things, you know, that's uh, it's just a, a really a great program and, and we're excited for it. Yeah. I mean, the I have a 21-year-old stepson. He's going to be 21 on Wednesday and a 19-year-old stepson. The 19-year-old's out on his own. The 21-year-old's about to go to OSU. Without having us backing them, you know, and, and kind of reinforcing the structure of what you need to have an apartment. You talked about how it's fully furnished down to the silverware. I don't know how I would have gotten on my own if it wasn't for my dad being like, you're going to need this. You're going to need a cutting board and pots and pans and all these different things. So that structure there, I'm sure, is appreciated for these these kids that are in transition. You know, it, you had mentioned that it's 16 to 20 year old, primarily men, but it is open to everyone or to anyone. It is fully uh, uh, filled. I mean, it's all of the units are occupied at this point. But there is one female with a child living there. And JR and I had talked about Gone Baby Gone. They provided a full setup for her. Can you speak on that a little bit? Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a Gone Baby Gone. Uh, you know, they donated, uh, you know, a bunch of clothing and, and different baby products to, uh, to the house. And then they're also going to be providing uh, clothing as the baby gets larger and then, you know, taking those, that clothing back. So, it, you know, there's going to be an ongoing relationship there uh, to help, uh, you know, that baby with the things that, that it needs as it, as it grows. So another great partnership, um, you know, it's when we think about what you were just mentioning, there's uh, 500, over 500 identified homeless youth <clears throat> in the Eugene market right now. That does not include Eugene. It does not include outlying areas like Cottage Grove or Crestville or anything. That's only Eugene and they're identified. There are many, many reasons why people become homeless. Uh, Looking Glass has over an 80% success rate with reuniting these homeless kids with their families or extended family or a situation uh, where they can go back and be, you know, and re be reunited. But there are situations where it is simply not safe, and that is just not an option. Uh, and so that's where we really step in. Um, Looking Glass identifies uh, the kids that are, are that are in the apartments, and this is designed to be a, a, a hand up. So, what does that mean? Well, just like you mentioned, without the help of your parents, you know, you wouldn't have had all this stuff. Well, these kids, you know, they don't have a co-signer. They don't have a parent to co-sign or to help them. They don't have first and last month's rent. They are young, right? These are minors. Yeah. These are people that are, you know, that are on their own, that are way too young. And so this provides an opportunity for those people that don't have that hand up. They don't have any help from anybody to get into a stable situation. And that's really where it starts. So they've been through trauma. They have been on the street, under the bridge, somewhere, maybe couch surfing, hopefully, but it's, it's a bad situation. And 
the first thing that this offers them is safety. They can close the door, they can feel secure, and they can come down from that trauma that they've experienced. And then through that healing from that trauma and coming down, that is at, that's the point where Looking Glass can really engage them and help them to get onto that next thing. A lot of these kids work, but having that stable work, having that stable income, and then eventually graduating from the program, you know, they're going to give them life skills and all those different things. But if you think about just that critical need in the very beginning, I have no resources, I have no money. How am I going to get a property manager or a property owner to let me stay with them? Right. Yeah. How, how am I going to get a rental? How am I going to get an apartment? It's, it's impossible. Especially so, in that area, especially on campus. Yeah, so, so that's the yeah. void that we want to, that we want to fill. Yeah. I'm going to be trying to do some spotlights over the coming weeks uh, on different organizations that help the unhoused communities. I'm going to be talking to shelter care, families connected, some of these other uh, organizations to kind of really drill home what it looks like for somebody that finds themselves in that position, regardless of age, young or older, you know, and how, because everybody talks about in Eugene, uh, oh, there's, there's a lot of naysaying and there's a lot of people that say, oh, there's a big problem because we have so many services. Well, I want people to understand just how difficult it is to get those services sometimes. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of legwork. And it's like you just said, for people that, for these young people, they don't have the know-with-all or the life skills to necessarily do it. So it's really cool that that Looking Glass, you know, can get that information if they go to them or however it works. That's pretty awesome. So now three-year term is about the extent of how long. Is that correct? Three years that people can stay in this house? That's right. So the uh, the program, you know, this is a better question for Looking Glass, but it's essentially it's two 18-month programs that run back-to-back. And so it, it could be possible that someone could be there for three years. Uh, what, what is available today is, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours. Someone shows up, they can stay somewhere for a very short amount of time. And, and what that really is, is a call to family members, try to re reunite something, you know, to get to the next couch. That's really all that's available uh, at this point, you know, there are services that are available for females. There's, there's many more. Um, and that's why we've really focused on that male population because there really isn't. And it's probably because they're just, you know, just scary as a, as a landlord, as a, as sure. a property owner, but, um, you, uh, they're there, they are, they have just a short amount of time and you really can't rehabilitate. They don't, they're not even going to come down off of that survival mode in that amount of time. And so our program, it is long-term. It is taking someone from point A to point B and hopefully, you know, reestablishing them, their lives, giving that hand up and getting them really the best chance possible to, you know, be on their own and, and be a, a great part of our community. Yeah. And, you know, there's reasons for them to be quote unquote scary too, because it's, it's an investment. We've learned this more than ever with the pandemic that as a property owner, that you have bills, <laughs> you know, you have, you still have to pay the bills. And when the rental freezes and all those different conversations come into play, you're like, what about, I still have to pay it, you know? so it's, it's an investment. So it's not necessarily a personal thing. It's a business thing, you know? And so people sometimes will get, there's emotions mixed in because we're talking about, 
security and housing, you know, but at the same time, there's also a bottom line. It's like, I can't lose, you know, my good standing with the bank because somebody else's missteps. So you have to be careful as a, as a, as an owner. Now you have worked really hard and done, and you and Kelly have done great with hybrid real estate. So you're able to make these, these decisions. And then we were going to talk a little bit about the structure of, of how it's paid for, you know, looking glass, uh, through donations leases it from you. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on there. I would, I would say that our community here in Lane County has really embraced hybrid real estate in so many ways. And, you know, we're around 13 years old and we just have continued to grow. We are for the, for this year, we're second in Lane County for dollar volume. Um, we have amazing agents that work here and it's just really a testament to this area really caring about working with a local company. Uh, and it's just, it's been amazing in terms of Alder house. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really challenging, but when you have a great partner like looking glass, that is going to have an on-site manager that is going to sign the lease for the entire house. And then they're going to manage the tenants and, and they're going to really step in and be that part of it it becomes much easier. If it were Kelly and I or hybrid real estate trying to do all these different things, it would just, it, it would never work because it's too much. And that's not what we're good at. Right. You know, we're good at the real estate part of it. And so we just really hone in on that part of it. And we try to offer as, as good of an experience as possible and give these kids the best chance possible. But it's looking glass that does that heavy lifting. And they're that they're that piece that just makes the whole thing work. Yeah, that's the thing about knowing your community, though, knowing who to partnership, partner with, you know, and that's why I wanted to give a shout out to Gone Baby Gone and Looking Glass and the different people involved with this. And also, I want to say this a few times today. If you uh, individually would like to donate to the Alder House through Looking Glass, I'm going to have a link in the show notes on how to do that. You can contact Looking Glass directly as well. And, and just tell them that it's for the Alder House and that you'd like to donate. And there's on the website with the link, there's different uh, increments. And it basically tells you what the money goes for. You know, if you're doing $50, maybe it's a small appliance. If you're doing $500, maybe it's a new couch. You know, there's, there's different things. And so $100 maybe goes to a bed. So there's ways that us in the community can actually help with this project as well. And, you know, organizations like Looking Glass need it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a great example of what, let's say like a, you know, $50 might go towards when there's a new tenant that comes in. One of the first things that they do is they take them to the grocery store and they, you know, buy a couple bags of groceries, come back to the apartment, put those groceries in, in the refrigerator and really try to talk about like how this is now their home and that this is a place that is safe and secure and try to give them that feeling of that, you know, this is for real because a lot of the kids, they just don't believe it. They think that you're, you're, you're fooling them, you know, that you're, you're, you're tricking them in some way. But if you can imagine the power of getting those groceries and then putting them in a refrigerator and then being able to lock the door for someone who has not had that anything close to that experience, super powerful. And that would be a great example of what that $50 would be going towards. Right. So yeah, it, like I said, in the show notes, there'll be a link wherever you're listening to this podcast, 
And you can also go directly to Looking Glass. Make sure to mention that it's, if you would like to donate, that it's for the Alder House if you go directly. But the link, it, it's all there for you. Uh, so now, let's see. I want to talk a little bit quickly about in the last year. There's been a lot of work. This isn't the first time that you have done work with the unhoused. Uh, I don't know the term, and I hope I'm not saying it wrong, but I know that uh, JR had told me that you had worked building huts for the unhoused at one point. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, you know, JR might have might have been thinking of someone else. We were, you know, we've, we have, uh, Kelly has been very involved with the Eugene uh, Realtors Association, and they have really been trying to support that movement. There's these different uh, camps that have these huts that are, you know, small clusters and there's resources and that would be more for uh you know adults that are that are homeless yeah um but we you know we have not we haven't okay. built any of well there's stuff. so many there's so many tentacles out for different organizations working with different people in that i did a, cr a really cool interview with pastor gay pikovitz uh he is building tiny homes with the houseless community so he takes he's an awesome awesome guy that was a great episode if anybody is interested they can go back and listen to that one he takes uh he puts them to work, you know, these people that are struggling, usually, like you just said, older, uh, older, you know, adults, and they have a sense of pride in building the huts themselves or the tiny homes themselves. And then a lot of them, it's a, it's an arduous process to, uh, to actually get approved to get one. So, uh, it's pretty cool at the end when some of them actually then get to utilize the, you know, the services. Uh, so what are some future projects that are in the works? I know that's difficult to answer because there's a lot of tech, you know, legal stuff behind the scenes, but what are some ideas? I mean, even things that you have, that you've, you would like to see happen. Well, that's kind of a, kind of a two issue thing for us. Uh, the first one is that we'd love to do another Alder house. Uh, it seems like the model works and we're happy to share with other people how we were able to do it. And we hope that it can get replicated, you know, in different towns, uh, you know, across the nation, if, if that's possible. Uh, the other issue that is just really in our faces, and it really doesn't matter where you live, it's, it's, it's always there, is there's a huge disparity between homeowners and non-homeowners. And just to give you an idea of that, um, the renters, I'm sorry, I got to bring up my note here. Renters, uh, their average net worth in 2010 was $6,010 versus in 2019, it was 6,270. So the net worth of a renter between those nine years went up $260. During that same time period, the net worth of a homeowner went from in 2010 203,850 to 2019, 254. So basically a $50,000 increase in that same amount of time. And that doesn't even mention 2020 and 2021, which have been absolutely on fire in terms of appreciation of, of real estate values. And so the challenge that we find ourselves in is that we need low income housing. I mean, the, the homeless situation, it's really visible. You can see it all the time. Whenever you're in your car, you see what that looks like. But when you think about 
how does somebody get out of this renting situation and be able to participate in the growth of equity? That's a real problem. And, you know, I think that there should be more condos. I also think that there should be more manufactured home parks because in those situations, you don't have to own the ground. You can own the structure that's on top of it or that, you know, that piece of air, that condo situation. Those are less expensive and easier to, you know, get into. It's a stepping stone to get into maybe a stick built later. But when we think about wealth generation and creating that wealth for your family or, or you know, and, and creating that stability, real estate is really the main uh, vehicle for that. And so how do we as a community, and I'm really talking about community leaders here, you know, set up a situation where there's more opportunity for, for people to participate in that because having a net worth only grow by $260 on average over a nine year period is not going to get it done. That's, yeah. that's not a good situation for society as a whole. Yeah. And I'm glad you talked about that because you know, you this seeing this on campus is great because what we do see on campus a lot of times is these high rise overpriced apartments that are going in, you know, and, and I understand the, the, the argument that people will make when it comes to, uh, if we create middle income housing, then it opens up lower income housing. And I think that it may be true to an extent, but I think sometimes it's short-sighted. So I think that's great that there's an example on campus of somebody that's looking out for the people that, that are falling behind, you know, and, and, and like you said, I mean, it's the real estate in Oregon and in, in Eugene and Springfield primarily is just like you said, on fire. It's wild. It's wild the growth and how fast houses sell you know i mean you have people are paying more than the asking price constantly and yet there's this unhoused i mean do you think that that is a direct correlation with there's a lot of factors but do you think it's a direct correlation with just a lack of housing i think that there is certainly a shortage in housing and so you can see an uptick in in, in appreciation of course you know su simple supply and demand um, I think that there, in terms of the homeless situation, I think that those, I don't think that those things are necessarily tied together. When we think about uh, sharing in that upside of equity, there needs to be more housing available so that a lower income situation has opportunity to participate and get in to begin with. Um, the, I mean, the, 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 if you're a first-time home buyer today, you're probably looking around three hundred thousand. Yeah, it's wild. For, it's and, wild. I grew up here. And I mean, and and if you're at that three hundred thousand mark, there is a lot of competition. There are investors, cash buyers. There's lots of people that are going to be competing with you, and and uh, it's going to be very difficult to to win in that situation. So of course, you need a great agent that knows how to navigate that situation. But more than that, you need help. You probably need a parent. Again, you probably need a co-signer. You need someone to help you with some gift money or something. Right. And so then again, this is another situation where uh, it takes help in order to do that. Well, we need something else. We need something where you can get into a property for 100,000, 80,000, 150,000, something where it's more manageable. And, and, and so that renter has another option besides just being in that renting situation where they're never going to be able to build equity. 
that's and that's that's what it looks like is trying to make that create that situation where they're able to participate. I would also say just one other thing, you know, it's um the 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 location of Alder House is really cool because it is kind of in this commercial area. But um that was by design and the design is is that we didn't want to create a situation where the neighborhood was not happy that this project was going in next door, number one. But number two, and more importantly, much more importantly, we wanted to create a situation where the kids were not going to be labeled, you know, part of that program. And so, you know, it's very close to campus and they really look like everybody else. Right. And they really just look like, you know, their students. And so uh, it's a situation where they can be more anonymous and just heal and get plugged back in and rehabilitate and reconnect. It's also a great area to live if you don't have a car. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. I mean, there's no parking, so I don't know why you would have one. <laughs> but that's a different yeah. issue. I mean, we have to, on the bus line. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. I lived on campus for de- you know a decade after high school. I I didn't go to college. I went to barber school, but I lived on campus kind of that college life for 10 plus years and I never had a car and it was wonderful because there's a ton of affordable food that's geared towards young adults. Like, you know, you've got the Qdobas and you've got these espresso aromas and these places within walking distance. And I think it's a great location, you know? So I think, I think it's a really, it's a win-win for everybody. Now, when somebody's trying to rent a place, we talked about credit and having co-signers, but rental history is, is massive too. you know, a good rental history. Would this provide those, those residents? I would imagine it would, if they, if they go through the 18 months and maybe the two 18 months, that's a good rental standing. I mean, if you've got 18 months and you're 19 years old, that's a, that's looks real good on paper. Cause that's a big percentage of your life where you've been successfully, you know, paying your bills essentially is the way it works. Does it work like that in that setup? It is every unit is on its own. Uh, utility. So they're going to be building their credit. They'll be building uh, credit history. And then that rental history, as you mentioned. So all those, all those connections get made and uh, really set them up to be able to move on when they're, when they're ready. Yeah. I I really appreciate what you, what you're doing. Uh, You know, the spent the rent podcast, obviously you can tell in the name it started because I spent rent money on my first microphone. And so, and so this is exactly what I was wanting to do when I started this is do stories of the underrepresented of Lane County. And when I walked by, I, it's funny how, how small of a, of a world it is because I walked by and I saw the construction and then I talked to JR, uh, him and I have been best friends since ninth grade. And I, I was like, what's going on with that? You know, his brother used to live there. And I said, what's going on with that? He's like, oh my gosh, it's funny that you ask. The, the uh, real estate uh, organization I work with, Hybrid, they're the ones that are behind this. They're part of it. Obviously, Looking Glass needs a lot of the uh, credit as well. So, yeah, it, it was really cool. And, and I appreciate you doing this, Brian. It's, it's great to meet you. And I just think it's really neat to see an example of someone actually doing something about the unhoused. And, yes, it's only nine units, but like you had said, the goal – is maybe maybe this is just the first one you know we'd like to start a second alder house you know somewhere else and then and then maybe some of the other organizations in the area can be inspired by it and follow your lead so i think that's really awesome yeah it's 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 uh it's it definitely gets you up in the morning we at hybrid we talk about the ripple effect of owning real estate and how doing that one thing can affect many areas of your lives, your kids, your extended family, 
all these different things. And it is only nine units, but looking glass reminds us that this is going to have a ripple effect. It, it kind of establishes kind of a, a roadmap to how to do this. And so hopefully it can be replicated and hopefully it's kind of a, you know, the first step of many. Yeah. So now I already mentioned that you can go to the website. The link will be in the show notes to donate directly to, to looking glass. And then it's looking glass, the Alder house. Uh, what is another way or other ways that you think the community can help, you know, stuff that the community can do to help? Well, um, I think just continuing to be a great community, reaching out and, and being a part of, of each other's lives, this experience with uh, the hybrid real estate agents has been unbelievable. Uh, the relationships that were made during this process uh, are so deep. I'm no, I know that they are lifelong relationships uh, that are just that are just incredible. And when you work alongside someone in a service like this, uh, it it just has huge impact. And I think that if our community, uh, if if you look for those opportunities and you try to take advantage of those opportunities to just build community with, with the people around you, then great things happen. And, you know, I believe in the Eugene Springfield area and I wanna see it be an amazing place to live. And so, you know, if we all work towards that, I think it would be incredible. We have a, an amazing community. Sometimes it it's forgotten uh, just how much Springfield, I live in Springfield, it's an amazing, what's happening with Springfield, the direction it's gone in the last 15 years. And I talk about it ad nauseum on the show. Uh, what we saw after the holiday farms fire uh, and that devastation, people coming together and co I don't, I mean, they were coming together from every angle of the political spectrum of the belief systems. Everyone came together and forgot about all that drama. It was pretty incredible. You know, they were donating food and, you know, diapers and clothing and, and trying to provide uh, structure, you know, housing for places or for people temporarily, hotels that donated rooms. I mean, there was just so much. So it's pretty cool. It's unfortunate when tragedy hits, but the silver lining is that you do get to see the human spirit, you know, come together. And that's something that's pretty incredible. Brian Randstadt, shout out to Kelly Randstadt, hybrid real estate, shout out to Looking Glass. You're doing big things. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Uh, yeah, and the Alder Street House. And, you know, there it is full, but if you are experiencing uh, houselessness, go to Looking Glass. They can help you in, in a myriad of ways. You can get on a list, and there's other opportunities to, to, to get you housed. And it's not just for people that are unhoused. I will be completely forthcoming about this. I've struggled deeply with mental health and depression and anxiety. And I went to Looking Glass at one point. And I, it was like, it was affordable. I don't, don't quote me on this being now the case, but I was able to talk to someone that was uh, a student that was studying to be a psychologist. And I, I think I paid 10 bucks out of pocket with no insurance at that time. I don't know if that still exists is what I want to make that clear. But, <laughs> but I was able to talk to someone that I needed someone that day to just have an ear. And I guarantee that if you go to Looking Glass, they will point you in a direction to find you help if you, if you need. So there. That is a great organization, and I'm going to try to reach out to them to get them on the show as well. And stay tuned for the next coming episodes, because like I said, I'm going to be spotlighting 
people in the area, services in the area that are providing help for the unhoused and for people you know, struggling with trauma and mental health issues. So yeah, once again, Brian Randstadt, I really appreciate you. We're Thank gonna you, get Yeah, you're welcome. We're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna end this with a song. This is a good friend of mine. He goes by Core One. This song is called Pride Gone. My body be sparking above my finger, dipping and touching the rock, just another time of the reason need to get towards remote deposit. Better get with the program, I'm ready to rise. The shady girl, honey, when I'm keeping the watch for life, with the high for me. They got the pride on me, that was still in any thoughts of any tribe or dream. I'll keep a heart held in my skeletal bone structure with a thorn digging into my skin. I got your bones, you put your hands in the gear, it's a party tonight. If you don't know, but now you need to broaden your eyes. Go to the doors as we're holding up the meaning of life. Crack the floor with a visual vibe They need to reside Meditate to keep in the zone The planetary wordplay That's preserving the code They got the God given right To party and tell you all But never separate yourself From a visual goal It's a bright coin Side of the wall Seems to be wrong Adjusted to an equilibrium Balance corrected and subjected To the conscience objective Another lesson learned Inside the eyes of our objective It's a bright coin Side of the wall Seems to be wrong Adjusted to an equilibrium Balance corrected and subjected the conscience objective But another lesson learned inside the eyes of the reflective She is intelligent, sexy, supportive of my songs Nice eyes, hey mom, man, and eyes catch up on We got sensitive vibes, rocking sunglasses in the daylight The only woman on the planet that can give me stage right Transform from sun devil to an Oregon duck Point the bass beats and treble, making love to the drums From the high class on the fed to the people in the swamps There's cheaters and white beaters that are eager to be thugs I wish there was a way that I could go and try to teach them Maybe they just need a woman just just like Morgan Easton, you need to close your eyes and try to listen to the melody themes, drugs, and jealousy. Your three of my worst enemies defected from the beginning, so stop it, you can't really find. It is a problem by the temperature, but it's colder than ice. It was a lot of sport of a war over time, the skill feels unreal to be overlooked by media eyes. It's a bright car side on the wall, see me be wrong. Adjusted to an equilibrium, balance correct and get subjective. The conscience objective, another lesson learned inside the eyes of the objective. It's a bright car side on the wall, see me be Adjusted to an equilibrium, balance corrected and subjected The conscience objective, another lesson learned inside the eyes of the reflective You were expected but what you were left with The rain tension Thought I'd try to take what's left But now I'm a starving artist Feeding off of water and bread I keep a game smooth The bless of paper With a trusted pen And with a shrug of my shoulders I'm never hearing what they said Closing rods up And up your ears Alleviate stress The ghost posts And slow the wind's eventual death Cause there's too many people That are living like a pig I guess it was impossible For them to understand They go to fed To the vultures When they sold off the rations I'll tell you to your face And shake the earth off access The ultra by the rays Will make my brain Go breathe Gases, try to push the people to a seed of a bit of goods. Eventually, there isn't gonna be no greener grasses. A lost soul suicide bomb, or rather control. It's the end of his life, it's the end of a world. Right on side of the wall, see me be wrong. Adjusted to an equilibrium, balance corrected and subjected. To the conscience objective, another lesson learned inside the eyes of the reflective. It's a bright on side of the wall, see me be wrong. Adjusted to an equilibrium, balance corrected and subjected. To the conscience objective. Another lesson learned inside the eyes of the